You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday afternoon, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, Deputy Chairman of Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. And David, this is quite a big week. I get the feeling mm-hmm. this is a very big week for, for South Africa uh, with the budget yep. coming up on Wednesday afternoon. Now, this, first of all, you have to say well done for being proactive and initiating this emergency survival budget, whatever you want to call it. But on the other hand, there's almost a sense of foreboding about what might happen on Wednesday mm. afternoon. Yeah, look, it's, uh, I think it's a reality check. I don't think anybody up to now realizes the kind of situation we're in. Um, the numbers are starting to leak out, or, or certainly economists are putting numbers together. No one knows for sure. But you're talking about massive holes in our fiscal position, you know, that need to be filled. Um, the central bank can't do anything. You know, they can create money if they're forced to do so, print brand. But in a, an economy like ours, without growth, I mean, it can be enormously inflationary. Um, but, the, you know, the, the number, we already uh, were forecasting, this was in February at the budget, uh, a deficit of around about six, what's it, six and a half percent, and now it's going to be double that. So you're talking about the situation that can be created. You know, if we keep borrowing money, where whatever interest you pay is just going to eat up uh, whatever revenue you earn. Sorry, I'll say it the other way around. Yes. Whatever revenue you earn is going to be eaten up by, by paying interest, you know, which is uh, you, you, uh, a debt trap. You know, that's that's what they call the debt trap, where whatever you earn is just going off to pay pay the interest. So. It's, it's a very precarious position. If anything's going to push the government or uh, force the government in doing something, then uh, this is it. You know, I, there is no short, there's no shortcut out of this. It's, it's, you've got to grow your way out of it with the proper kind of reforms and the proper economic policy. I, I Personally, I don't think there's any room for ideology or politics in this at all. It's a very serious position. So, the market doesn't think so, <laughs> nor does the – well, there's elements of it, uh, Lindsay, today. But, I mean, the RAND's not reflecting this by any means. You know, the RAND's reflecting a higher interest rates. And a lot of uh, strategists saying that emerging market debt is uh, the place to be. And, mm. of course, we're very attractive from that point of view. But there's no sense of tying it up with the money that's going to be earned to pay that interest. Anyway. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult juggling action. As I said mm. to Nick this morning on the opening, I said, is it going to be sobering or is it going to be um, or shocking? Yeah. Sobering or shocking? What do you think is going to be sobering or shocking? It can't be shocking because we are uh, already shocked by what's going on. Mm. Yeah, it, well, exactly. And, and, and where there is another disconnect is understand that this is the economy driving the stock market underneath it. You know, yes, a lot of the mar- a lot of the companies that are f- quoted on the JSC have no connection with the South African economy at all. A lot of the mining businesses, uh, some of the big ones, Process and ABM Bev and British American Tobacco, and so we go down the list. But deep down, the banks and the retailers and one or two other small manufacturing, those, you know, some of the manufacturing companies we do have, whether it's food manufacturing, clothing, whatever, Mm. have to be hurt by this. You know, we're not big exporters in in those areas. We do export metals and we export a few other things, but uh, motor vehicles and so on, but they're not quoted. So it may be reflected because I see the retailers and banks are, are taking a bit of a caning today. 
uh, it might be positioning themselves ahead of what we're going to see. But it's 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 going to be, I think, um, for you know, for government and for those people who understand the economics and understand fiscal, uh, you know, the fiscal situation, it's going to be very sobering for most of the people who are. You know the protesters and uh, the EFF supporters and all the other political. Bar- I don't think it means a thing. You know, I don't think it's going to it's going to hit home at all. No, but yeah, big story, so. big big yeah. It is, no. it is a very big story. Um, David, Omnia came out with a, a yeah. trading update today. Now this is a good story. This is twenty eight percent up at the moment. This morning, <laughs> after half forty five minutes of trading, call it forty five minutes. <laughs> Um, the share price was up 14%, and I thought, well, it must be thin conditions. It'll end up 5% or something. We're 28% up now. It's just not the sort of stock that you look at anymore, but uh, you must respect it to a certain extent. No, I used to. I, to me, it was uh, you know years ago when this economy was pretty stable and mining was okay, agriculture was okay. It was a very good company. It was a very innovative company and was giving, I wouldn't say, it, it was giving AECI a bit of a run. You know, it was challenging them in the chemicals, explosives, and, you know, other areas like that. And then things went wrong, you know, completely wrong. They're heavily indebted. So so to put it in perspective, it's a company that, I don't know, the share price, it was a big favorite. The share price maybe a year or two ago, 150 rand. I'm trying to remember 150, 160 rand. Yes. And and then the debt hit them. And what happened? We were there was also we were misled. You know the background to this one. There was views that this was just seasonal, because they're so involved in agriculture that it comes and goes. You know, you you you're under quite a bit of pressure, under a lot of cash uh, stress. And then the planting season comes, people buy the chemicals, they buy the seed or they buy whatever Omnia sells, the fertilizers, and you pick up, you get your cash from the farmer. It didn't happen. Yes. You know, it didn't happen. And suddenly you realize, hold on a sec, there's a lot more to the troubles. And uh, I, I think management had um, had a lot to account for. And the share fell, I think, all the way down to, with a heavy debt, I think the share fell all the way down to, I'm just trying to look it up, 15 rand. Mm. So it was a 10-bagger, and subsequent to that, they had a rights issue, and I think this is why the market's responding, is uh, their debt has come down, for I think, from about over $4 billion to around about $1.3 billion, et cetera. And, of course, that has pretty, you know, takes a lot of pressure off their earnings when you're not paying the interest on that kind of money. So I think it's bounced on that. But I didn't expect the 28, you know, for, for, for me, the results didn't say, the share should be up 28%. It was just saying, look, we're getting in a better position. Our capital situation is better. Yeah, the they, they've taken remedial immediate. action, in other words, and yes, suddenly they're being exactly. rewarded for that. And if it was 15 exactly. rand a share, then what's happened is it's doubled, but it's still away, away, away from the 150 way, rand a share mm. that you were looking at. And it's probably never, mm. that's not going to be there again. It's like a Sassel story mm-hmm. almost. Same sort I think of thing. So. There are too many of these businesses around like that, you know, that are trying to repair themselves and to try and pick up from a lot of mistakes that were paid in the past. And there may be value, there may not be value. It's it's there's there's no you know, there's no certainty or clear way out of this. I don't like those kind of businesses. And you know, I don't like to play the turnaround story because uh, um, what's happened is the damage that has been done to its you know to to its goodwill is is so dramatic 
and it takes a lot. You know, when you have to start cutting down and selling off assets and, you know, cutting down on expenses and, 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 and trimming issues like that, then, it, you know, yes, you can improve from where you were, but will you ever get back to what you were? Um, it's doubtful. You know, I can't see it in Sassel. I can't see it in, in Omnia. No, Telcom has suspended its dividend yeah. for, for, for three years. I mean, it's not just yeah. uh, we're not going to pay an interim or a full-year mm. dividend this time. <laughs> we're not going to yeah. pay it for three years. Yeah. I mean, again, how the mighty have fallen. This share, well, it's yeah. re- recovered quite nicely. It's 26 rand a share. It's only down 6% mm-hmm. today, but it was well below 20 a couple of mm. weeks ago. But, yeah, mm. it's just, just a, another you know, yeah. huge mismanagement, I would say. Well, Ian, you know what the story is? It's actually quite interesting to, to monitor because they're transforming from fixed lines to mobile. Mm. Okay. And it's, it's a process, uh, you know, but the problem is that the fixed line was heavy margin. Uh, mobile is very low margin. You know, you sell, you sell it. So even though it's increasing, your mobile, you know, you sell data, those things come at a much lower margin than the fixed line. So they're giving up one business to gain in another business, and that's costing them. But, but I must – I've got to give a bit of credit for management, you know, for plugging along and doing this. It's going to take time. You know what I mean? It's going to take time. So they're still making big losses as they lose on their fixed line, as that shrinks to virtually nothing or will shrink to nothing, and while they build up this other business. But I'm watching with, you know, just, just with interest. I'm not in the company, but I, I but I watch it. I'm saying good luck to them. They're trying very hard to transform the business, but this is a long. You know, this is this is trying to convert your what do you call it your buggy carts to motors. You know, this, you still yeah. got to get rid of those horses. Yeah, exactly. They have got into mobile and cellular telephony yeah. and everything else and data, but on the other hand, they haven't done it as nimbly as the other ones have. They haven't been mm. able to keep up. Two companies in the in the property space, but in different areas of property, storage, property reach limited, yeah. mm. and also growth point. They came out with an investor update. Yeah. Both the shares unchanged on the day, but people love mm. storage. They they love yes. it because people people pay them every month. It's simple. It's, no. it's it's great annuity <laughs> income. I'm one of them. Yeah, I think I think I think they in property they starting to take the market global markets by storm. Warehouses mm. and storage. Warehouses are mainly uh, businesses that are designed, or the other one are data centers, which is cloud. You know, mm. uh, storing the computers that uh, that uh, store the information. You know. Not in the cloud, they're on the ground, but um, they're in Iowa or Idaho, who knows where they are, or probably in the in the Karoo somewhere. But that's an area that's pretty good. Warehousing is where you you keep all the goods that you're going to send out, you know, for Amazon or all other e-commerce. Mm-hmm. And then storage. Storage is great. And you know what? You don't have to worry about the geezers. You don't have to worry about Wi-Fi. You don't have to worry about... Uh, all those issues that you have with normal tenants, you know, this is very low cost storage, you know, low low cost maintenance. I've it's had a, the, I've had store. my storage facility for four years, I think it is. Yeah. I opened yeah. it up one day. Mm-hmm. I was moving over to, to to Rotterdam, but I couldn't take all my stuff over. I didn't know what the future was going to bring, so I bunged a load of stuff in, a very expensive mattress and you know personal effects and all that sort of stuff. I locked it up, but I've never been back there. 
I mean, yeah. the rats could have eaten it. Oh, I've, I've, no, I've no idea. But the point is, as you said, I don't phone him up and say, excuse me, there's a leak in the roof here. Could you please, please, could you please come in and fix it? No, I just get a bill every month for, for 880 uh, rand and I pay yeah. it. And it's very secure, mm. I think. It seems yeah. like a good facility to me. Mm. Nice no, business. I, it's great, great business. And that's all it is. Mm. Very low cost, and that, as you say, it doesn't. You don't have to repaint it, and you know, change the locks, and do everything that every. I, me to own property is you've got to be crazy, mm. you know. I mean, as 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 a business, it's it's so difficult. It's it's constantly changing the maintenance, the tenants, finding tenants, looking after the tenants. Uh, Tenants can't no. pay but during, during tough no. times like we've just experienced. And so and, and then, they default yeah, on and, their rental payments and all that sort of stuff. And then you can't get rid of them. <laughs> you know, you yeah. can't. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. They got squatters' rights. What about City Lodge? Talking about properties, this one's getting whacked today. It's a nervous laugh. Yeah. Down 16%. A proposed rights offer. Because of that. That's, I, yeah, I, I feel sorry for this one. I, you know, it's, it's, this wasn't uh, ordered for them. You know, City Lodge is a business traveler. It's Monday to Thursday. Mm-hmm. And Friday night, Saturday night, maybe Sunday night, I don't know. Let's call it, at, 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 at best, it's five out of seven uh, days, you know, and people would come there. It was great. It was designed for them and very easy, simple, started by Hans uh, Enderley. Yes. Very, very simple concept. You go in there, you've got nothing more than the bed, the shower, the toilet, maybe a TV, and then you've got a breakfast or a vending machine or something like that. And, and it was great. And, and business travel travelers loved it because it was so cheap and economical uh, and clean, always clean, and they had various different ones. And now suddenly you've got no business travel at all. You know, there is no business travel. So this, this company, which just produced ongoing good results, very good dividend payers, just being caught in a, you know, like Sun International and Sogo, Anything to do with travel has just been um, just caught in a vice mm. and nothing they can do. I don't know. You know, Lindsay, it, is it going to change? You know, are th- is this the kind of company that's going to be, you know, to survive or certainly at the same level? You know, will it affect business travel? I, I think to a large extent, um, those business, you know, maybe it's the upper end that might be hurt more so than the traveling salesman, but. I think business travel per se is going to be, you know, there's going to be a re-look at it. It'll take a long time before it gets to the level. So they'll have to reinvent uh, themselves, in other words. They'll, yeah. they'll have to do something with their numerous properties. I, I, I think so. You know, when I, when I listen to, to chaps who are talking on Zoom now, and, and I, you know, every, every quarter, I'll give you an example. We used to go down to, I, we go down to visit a client in this, um, up in the west coast of Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a schlep. You get up 4 o'clock in the morning, catch the plane, you know, go down and from the airport travel an hour up and have our meeting. And it's worthwhile. The clients are lovely clients. I've got no issues with them at all. Absolutely generous people and lovely. And then you do the whole thing all over again and you go back. So you spend almost an entire day out the office at expense you know, whatever airfares costs plus the, and, you know, for an hour, hour and a half meeting. Suddenly we had a Zoom the other day with the trustees and said, hold on a sec. <laughs> you know, I miss the host's uh, muffins and grapes. Yes. But uh, uh, on the other hand, the whole thing was over in an hour and a half, an hour, hour and a half sitting here. And mm. you say, it's madness. I don't mind going once a year, but we don't have to go four times a year. 
It's very interesting. And that's, yeah. yeah, you know, those are the issues. And everybody was comfortable. We were all comfortable with the way that it's done. You know, you can present the slides, you send down the documents in advance. And, and so there it was saying, well, are we really going to do this again? Maybe once a year, just uh, it's nice to meet them. But I think those are the issues that are going to be challenged and looked at again you know, in greater detail. So for airlines and, with, for airlines mm, and the hospitality industry. And hospitality, And everything yeah. else that is associated mm. with two of those things. And there are many, many mm. tentacles that spread out from mm. the two things I've just said. Lots of mm. little ancillary mm. industries that have relied on them. It's, it's, yep, it's exactly. A, it's, a, it's a new world. I, the tourist, yeah, yeah, look, I don't think tourism is going to end in the way that, you know, the, the leisure travel. I mean, once the boats, once we find a virus thing, I think all those old ladies are going to get in the cruise lines and go around and, you know, spend a couple of thousand rand and, and stuff themselves up at the buffet, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, but, but I think, I, I, you know, I think they'll continue once. Once a solution is found, but from a business point of view, I think we're going to we're going to do things a lot more differently than we have in the past. Yeah, I think so too. Let's talk about something else. Let's go overseas before we get to football, because mm. Don Donald Trump's, as I call it, Tulsa catastrophe. <laughs> it was unbelievable what happened over the last few days, and you could see him getting off Navy One that helicopter he's got. All presidents mm. have, and he didn't have his tie on. Mm. And he wasn't waving to anyone. I don't think he even mm. saluted the uh, military gentleman that always, you know, sees him off the, off the helicopter. And he just looked a beaten man. Six thousand two hundred people turned up, David. Six thousand two hundred. I, yeah. I, I wonder what's going to happen. Hey? I'm just worried. I, I, I hope, I hope we're right. <laughs> That's all. Do you know what I mean? I hope we're right. I, I, you, we don't understand Middle America. We don't understand those people that did come. And I think the other thing is uh, we don't understand Biden. I'm getting nervous, I must say, and it's an ugly nervousness. You know, what about I say Biden ugly not being not being a fit candidate to challenge this, I, I, the, yeah, the, the orange menace? Know. No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether, you know, I don't know what his policy is. I don't know whether he's addressing the centre, um, you know, or just going for the left, whether that's good enough. I just worry about America per se. You know, I worry about America because what we see in Tulsa, even if it was only 6,000 instead of 19, it's just a solid ground of people that are not going to forsake him. And I don't know how many people are there. You know, I, I say this out of sheer, sheer concern. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yes. I don't know whether I can handle it. see... I'm, I'm uh, probably a lot older than you, and I'm coming to the end of those kind of years, you know. And I'm saying, is this how I'm going to end out my life with another four years of Trump? Please, no. You know, just getting ugly every day and just cursing and whatever. <laughs> you, you know the sentiments that he raises in you. And I say, oh, my God, is this it? Are we going to uh, – is this where America's going? Is this what we're going to have to live through? But if, what do you think – Yeah, Lindsay, I, I, you know. Can you, can, without, you, um, can you adequately explain – can anyone adequately explain why the White House sends out a tweet today saying Mr. Trump's just returned back from a, a great in capital – I know. A capital letters – A, a Tulsa event or whatever. I know. But he said there's – they've had applications for a million people to attend that disaster. And 6,200 turned up. Do you think he believes this? Or do you think he's just no. such an inveterate liar that he has to just keep on lying in order just to feed his habit? What is it? But that's, that's a problem. 
is that he does it and no one challenges him. And those that challenge him are just brushed aside. I, I, I don't know what it's called. You know, I, I don't know how they explain it psychologically, etc. But no one cares. And that's that's that to me is the is the big worry, is that you've got this whole lot of people who don't really care and who lap it, in, you know, just lap it up. And he can say what he likes. You know, he can say that you say, but it's a liar. But I'll say, no, it's not. <laughs> and you made to be the idiot, and and that's what staggers me. I mean, did you hear what Bolton has said about it? Oh, I watched I the mean, interview of the weekend. It's fantastic. AR. I mean, sure, but you, but it doesn't change anything. They said here's a man who should have briefings every day on national security. Once or twice a week, he might have. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't read. No. He doesn't do any of the things that you would expect the leader of the free will. Well, I don't know if he's leader anymore, but uh, the, the leader of one of the most, the most powerful nation in the world, you'd expect a lot more commitment. He doesn't care. You know, his foreign policy, and I mean, yes, he and, uh, uh, you know, passes notes about what an idiot he is, the way that he handles Kim Jong-un and the way that he handles other people, but it doesn't seem to affect him. It doesn't seem – we get frustrated. We get angry. No one else cares. No. <laughs> Just like, what do you do? <laughs> you know, and, and I, I, that, that's what worries me is that, that middle America just doesn't care. They just – they lap him up. They hate the left. They hate what's happening, and all it does is reinforce his position. And, and the whole way that the electoral college is set up is just favors him. So he knows there's four or five states <laughs> where his – he has to focus on those states, and that's it. Uh, and and he'll get them. And and Lindsay, you are you? Oi, I don't know. Nor do I. Okay, well, I let's, let's move on from Trump now. But get, it is terribly, no, terribly from, frustrating. From, it, yeah, I know it is frustrating. And yeah. and what you're learning in politics now, which I don't know whether it existed before, you could say what you like. You can make up your own stories. As long as you say it often enough and as long as you say it with conviction, that people, and you right. say it more often, people just say, oh, well, it must be true. He keeps on saying it. Yeah, they exactly don't understand. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about something else as well, which yeah. is also very frustrating. David, I can't, I can't watch football anymore. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't watch it <laughs> well, I know, without the crowd crowds. and without piped mm. music, uh, no, piped no. Uh, uh, crowd songs. I know. And the stands no, covered, in, covered in banners and, and things. Mm. Mm. I, 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 I never they thought have, I'd say uh, this. This has been the worst uh, year of my life, actually, 2020. Uh, uh, Most interesting, but one of the worst. It's awful. No, no. I, know. I, must, I must say that I haven't watched a full match. I've watched bits of the match, but mm -hmm. I can't get into it simply because the passion's not there. And, uh, you know, you, the, the, it, it just seems you're watching a practice match. It's, it's like watching... Uh, you, you don't believe that uh, there's really the passion in there. And it came through. I just... I watched the first half of Liverpool uh, Everton, and it just wasn't the same Liverpool team. You know, just they're off. They've lost a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say pace, but they've lost a lot of form, and uh, they look very mediocre. You know, by half time they normally have three nils. This is, I feel sad for them because I think the momentum. I don't know whether they're going to gather the momentum up, and uh, I think they've got quite a tough match. The next one is who's there? Um, not an easy pushover. I'm trying to think who they're playing the next game as well, and and uh, so so it, it's yes they're going to win the league easily, yeah, but I think it's going to be a rough uh, it's going to be a rough riding. Mm -mm. Just looked, 
and Everton will last you. Know, we're a great team. Shame. So you're going to watch a nil now, yeah. Poor Arsenal as well, goodness me. Oh, what a shambles, my goodness. Total shambles. It's a shambles. I think, you know what concerns me? I've seen big brands fall. You know, in, 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 or certainly in our life on the market, we've seen some big companies take tumbles, whether it's a General Electric, you know, companies of that nature, whom you were noble big companies. And, and those brands, you know, if you don't look after those brands, if you don't invest in the brands and take care of them, they don't last forever. They can, they can fall very, very fast. That for me is a big concern as the story of Arsenal at the moment hmm. is, uh, just spend on that brand, you know, and keep the culture that was there that has got them through a hundred years of uh, first division soccer. It's a big mm. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I just suppose it's the same right. as South Africa in many ways. Yeah. A, a, a great same nation that just uh, hasn't mm-hmm. been taken care of, hasn't been tended. Mm-hmm. All right, David. Thank you very much for your um, okay. rather Pleasure. sobering. So bring <laughs> summary. That's David Shapiro, who's the <laughs> Deputy Chairman of Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. And that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.